Welcome to episode two of the Cosmica Show. I am so honored to introduce you today, Bethsabe. She is a 78-year-old yoga instructor based out of Miami, Florida, and I've had the privilege of taking several of her classes. Now, today she talks about some life trajectories and experiences that she's had now that she's reached what she refers to as the top floor, the last floor of her life. I hope you enjoy it. Please subscribe, like, and leave a comment below. Hola, hola, buenos dias. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Yesenia. Good morning, namaste. namaste. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's a pleasure for me. You know, everything that has to do with yoga, with uh, personal development, is for me a main reason to be there, to, if I can help in any way, if I can help myself in any way, growing more and more spiritually, it's my pleasure. Thank you so, so much. I invited you here today because you're someone who has impacted my life very, very much. Thank you very much for that. And I felt that it was important for me to share that if I can with people in the world, to be able to have them hear your story, to learn more about you, and to feel something similar um, to what I feel when I'm in your yoga class or when I'm in your presence, truly. So, thank you, thank you. Thank you, yes. <laughs> I wanna start um, learning a bit more about you. You had told me um, about your school and center that's in Switzerland and how you split your time between there and here. Um, and a, a little bit about your upbringing, if you could tell me where you were raised, where you were born, what your childhood was like. Yes. Um, it's not, uh, let's say, something very uh, usual, would I say, my life. It has been moving from my early childhood. I was born in La Paz, Bolivia. My mother was from there, my father was from Colombia. And when I got six years old, we moved to Colombia. My accent in Spanish is only Colombian. When I say I, I am Bolivian, nobody uh -huh. believes me. I, say, yes. <laughs> I, I was born there, but I didn't live there. And the Colombian accent is with me always, couldn't yeah. get rid of it. So. After 15 years of going to school in Colombia, uh, we moved to Miami. My father, mother, myself, and my little sister. And we lived here about uh, eight years in Miami. And then we decided to go, go back to South America by car. We, the family, took a station wagon and during 89 days, we went through the Pan-American street that wasn't road, that wasn't finished yet. And so sometimes we must go through the rivers with the station wagon or wait for a big lorry to carry us over the river to the other side. It was a very beautiful trip, very full of, uh, emotions and things wow. but we arrived to La Paz and when I arrived to La Paz to my grandmother's grandfather's hotel where they 
had a big hotel in La Paz. We lived there. Uh, we stayed, my mother and my sister and myself. My father went back to Colombia. But this time, why I tell you about this time? Because I wasn't even 18 years old when I heard for the first time, or I saw for the first time, my old 34-year-old uh, aunt going into a headstand. And I said, what's that? And she said, yoga. I said, I wonder. It was like a waking up to something that I knew in my deepest soul mm -hmm. that I, I know that and I love that. So I said, I want to learn yoga. The only thing I saw was a headstand. She said, yes, it's, it's a very deep matter, but you can learn some of the postures I will teach you. That was the beginning of my love. Because for me, I would say love to yoga had given me a uh, strength through every passage of my life. First was physically, I felt very good. <laughs> but afterwards was this meaning of everything what happens in my life. I see over the appearance, the first impression, then I see over that and I always think, what's that for? What's coming next? Why am I in a difficult moment? And I am now sure that everything that happens to us has a meaning and helps us to grow spiritually as a person. So I started to practice the physical yoga that was mm -hmm. very good. I came back to Miami for a while, not long. Then uh, we went to Europe, my sister, myself with an aunt and stayed there for one year uh, studying languages. I was then 21. And yoga was my routine, every day, every day. But then it was not enough, the physical part of yoga, the asanas. The asanas were very good, but it was like waking up something else in myself. And I started to search for teachers. And I found some good books. Teachers itself, you didn't have too many because it was after the Beatles went to Rishikesh in India that yoga was so popular and all these swamis, all these teachers from India started to come to the United States and to Europe. And they spread this knowledge wonderful. So, for me, I saw the deep meaning of yoga. That means union. Yoga, the, the word means union. And what, what for a union, you would say? From your body, this part of yourself that one day will die? the deepest of yourself, your soul, that doesn't die, that's eternal. And then I started to believe in the reincarnation. Because they explain, my teachers explain me very good, it's like you were 
uh, dress, 70 years, 80 days, 80 years, 90, 30 years, and then you change your dress. And then you, you look different, but wow. you're the same. <laughs> you look different with pants perhaps and with t-shirt and you see with a long dress, but you're the same inside. Always you're the same. Yes. The same soul that's going to a learned process through many lives, through many, many lives. And the older the soul is, the wiser it is. Because every life is a learned process. And we call that karma. Karma. And this learned process. So, after being in Europe, I met my husband. And... Uh, he says, and the day I saw you, I know, I knew I will marry you. And we were in Bolivia. I was at that time 23 years old. Okay. And two years later, we got married and lived in Colombia, where my parents were. For seven years, I got my first child there, Tatiana, that you saw in the web page. Yes. She will be very soon 50 years old. And then Vanessa, three and a half years later, she came to the world. And both of them are all souls. All souls. Both of them can teach me anything. Although I, I am the mother, I was the first to talk about yoga. Uh -huh. But they are amazing, my two daughters. So uh, we went to live to Switzerland after getting married, after some years in Colombia. And uh, I was practicing my yoga practice, daily practice, when a neighbor, a very nice neighbor that I had, a Swiss lady, uh, came to my place and happened exactly what happened to me with my aunt. I was standing on my head and she said, what's that? And I said, yoga. And she said, I want to, do, to learn that. I said, yes, come every day at this time when my child is sleeping the youngest, at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, and we can practice what I can. So uh, that was the beginning of the yoga school in Switzerland, because she told everyone in the building, so we must move all the furniture that we had enough space to, to practice. Mm -hmm. And one day one of them says, hey, why don't we move to some places because we must pay that. Okay, we'll pay. It was a kindergarten in the evening when it's empty. And we, I started with 13 women. It was January, very cold. It was the year of 77, 1977. No, 78, because it was after Vanessa was born in mm -hmm. 78, in January. And we started a group once a week. But as I told you, at that time, in the 70s, wasn't so popular. It was beginning to be popular. Yes. In Basel, where I lived 34 years, at the beginning we were four yoga schools. And I wasn't a yoga teacher, really yoga teacher. I, wasn't, I was mm -hmm. only practicing, practicing. Yeah. And I gave that what I, I felt was good for me. I was giving that. So, after 
two years, I said, no, I must get my, my instructor's diploma. So I went to Blois to a, um, uh, that's a monastery, mm. a Saint monastery, where they were giving a teacher's training course for 30 days. But remember, my, my girls were still young, yeah. and my husband was traveling a lot all over the world. My mother was helping me sometimes. So I left. I left home for one month where I must be isolated. I wasn't supposed to contact family, nobody. It was for me the most incredible experience I had because from the morning at five o'clock when the bell rang to 10 o'clock in the evening, we were standing learning something. Also, we were learning to be humble, like, uh, we were many groups from different countries in the world. There were the French, the German, the Austrians, the Spaniards, the also South Americans. So the first day they gathered us, we were 100. It was exactly 100 people there. And they said, okay, you know, karma yoga. What's karma yoga? <laughs> karma yoga is to work without expecting any pay for it. You must just wait or work. Okay, we were all expecting, yeah? So they started. Uh, the French, because we were in very close to Paris, the French are very good cooks. They will go every day, two hours to the kitchen and cook for everybody. Okay, they said, okay. Germans are strong people. Germans go to the gardens and, and cut all the trees and do gardening. <laughs> okay. Then uh, Spanish people are very devotees, they will take uh, care of the altar. They bring flowers, they bring incense, they see that everything is clean in our um, practicing room. Swiss people are very clean. Swiss people can go and clean toilets. <laughs> Excuse me? I'm not Swiss. I was born in Bolivia. I am Colombian. I am you go, you came from Switzerland, you go clean toilets. Oh that was God. for me terrible, terrible. But I must mm -hmm. tell you something, it was my experience also, that um, whatever smells is whatever you eat. And we were yeah. at that time, or in this, um, in this training, mm -hmm. we must be vegetarians. We, Okay. It was all vegetarian food. The first days, the poor Swiss people, we were suffering because of the smells. <laughs> but as the time went on, the smell, I thought first, mm, I'm getting used to it. It doesn't smell so badly. No, it's because we were vegetarians. Yes. Then mm -hmm. it, it changed everything. And, you know, as we were training from morning to evening, we were so strong. We were so disciplined. We were so spiritually uh, uh, impacted mm -hmm. that we did everything we should do with pleasure. And I got wonderful uh, 
people there. I got to know wonderful people that I still have contact with them. That was the year 88. Wow. 88. We were not born, That's not amazing. even thinking and be born in the year 88. I was 44 years old. So uh, when I got this diploma as yoga teacher, my school got so much more fame and I couldn't be in this kindergarten once a week. So I looked for another local, another localities, and uh, we started there. I gave classes every day. We, only eight to 10 people came into this room. I couldn't pay anymore. So I must raise also what they paid that I could afford something else. And so it went on until the year 2002 when we inaugurated our own home, our own house from 7078 is the house built. Wow. And we renovated uh-huh. and uh, we had so much success because my daughters also studied something similar. Besides yoga teachers, one of them is psychologist, the other one is physiotherapist. So we three wow. really covered all the areas where the people were looking for. Mm-hmm. The school grew and grew. And then come the day when I was almost 60, my husband asked me, where do you want to live when we retire? And I oh. said, in Miami. <laughs> he says, how come? I said, I don't know. You ask, I answer. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a, an unbelievable mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I love him very much. He's Swiss and he's very exact. So he started to ask, how can we come? And they said, there's a lottery for visa. You can apply. And we won. And we came here because we knew this place, Sanya's Beach, when it was only motels. Yes. Our two daughters were small. They learned Uh to swim here. It was something else. And so we said, let's go to Sanya's Beach. And then we saw that it grew and grew since 18 years when we came here Mm -hmm. for the first time. But we're in a small place behind, not on the beach. And I love this place. It turned from from American to Latin American to Russian now. (laughs) And I'm very happy here, really, very happy. That's a resume. I think it's for you almost uh, enough. (laughs) That, uh, wow, I mean... I'm blown away by by all of that. And that's just the little snippet on top. It's the frosting. Wow. You know, I wanted to know a bit more. You mentioned going to Switzerland. What led you to go to Europe since you were based first in South America, then Miami? But what took you? To we Europe? were living in Barranquilla. My, my uh-huh. husband had a restaurant. My, my husband had a restaurant. So... Uh, we, he was so happy in Barranquilla. He said that the most happiest life he had was in Barranquilla. Uh-huh. We were living there, but Colombia at that time was very violent. Yes. And I was expecting my second child. And there mm. were cases of kidnapping of children with foreign names. And my name from my husband's side is Stadler. Stadler sounds very foreign in Colombia. 
And I said, no, I don't want to raise my children here. I'll be afraid when they go to kindergarten uh, if they come yeah. back. So, and my husband didn't want to leave Colombia. It was, it was not easy. Yeah, I of said, course. Okay, until I convinced him. I said, <laughs> I said um, let's go to Switzerland. He said, why to Switzerland? He didn't want to go back because he lost any connection there. His, what he learned, his profession, he mm-hmm. wasn't act, actual anymore. He, he didn't know exactly how it developed. Uh, so I said, don't worry, I'll see how. And I talked to someone, this someone, Look for a job for him, and he was great, and he loved it because he must really travel all over the world. Mm -hmm. It was at that time the tobacco business. It was the year 77 when we moved, 76 when we moved, and he started with that. He started to travel to see the world, but not to see the world as a tourist but to see the people in the world. And then he loved his job because he loves everything what he does, everything. So different can be, he loves that. So we, uh, we moved to Switzerland and our children went to school. We were 34 years there. They got married. Wow. And then when I was almost 60, he asked me, where do you want to live? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a resume or a very short uh, tale or told how it developed my life. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, because I met you with yoga, I love that you shared what sparked your interest in yoga um, and how you started teaching it. Um, was there ever a moment that you felt, um, okay, I have to devote myself to this yoga practice? Were you doing anything else? Had you envisioned yourself doing something else besides yoga at any point, or at least? Maybe right before you saw your aunt doing yoga on a, in a headset. What were yeah. you thinking your life was going to be like at that point? What were you... Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you, I was a very good student. Mm. And when I was almost finished in my high school, I was in Colombia. I asked my father, Papi, I want to study architecture. That was... You know, creating for me is so strong. I love to create things. And I love beauty in the things, and decoration, home, and parks, and everything. My father said, what for? You're going to study that three, four years, and then you get married. What for? Don't. Mm. I was so really sad. But then came my aunt, who was my also godmother I uh-huh. said come we with my sister go to Europe for one year and you will study philosophy oh, she said what do you want to study for architecture wasn't enough one year so I said I want to know many languages so we studied languages and then we studied also philosophy and literature in Barcelona okay. 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 so that was Let's say my start. And then I got married and I developed my yoga school and and nothing uh, like I said, something to earn money. I never looked for to earn money. I was lucky. My husband was working well. Mm-hmm. My father also supplied everything. So he didn't, he didn't see the 
the need of a woman to be earning money because she will be married so uh, anyway, and uh -huh. so she doesn't have to care about that. So yeah. that that's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong because you don't know how it's going to be. Right. And not only because of that, because I think my, my innermost me told me do something with beauty, with architecture. Express yourself in this way. Mm -hmm. But she stopped me and today I said, okay, perhaps if I have done that, I haven't been in this way what I love. I was in right. India many times and I met so amazing people. I said, perhaps as architecture, uh, I haven't had these this, uh, possibilities, you know? Mm -hmm. That's why I told you before, everything that we see in the moment as negative, don't wait. Wait, because Wait. when you look back, you say, aha, that's why I couldn't go that there. I couldn't do that because of that, because my way was here. Right. The insight mm -hmm. afterwards. Okay. I like how you started talking about yourself. Yes. And I wanted to know, how would you describe yourself now? Like, who are you to you right now? And is that different than who you were before? Oh. I think yoga helps you to develop your true self. The external shows don't matter anymore, you know, as, because you know you're much more than what you see externally, what, uh, how you look like, what you do. It's what the big world, the amazing world is inside of you. Today, I love my life. I am so happy in my life. I say, now that we move, move back here, since two days is everything in place, I'm just in a high, high, high. <laughs> that, you know, I get up early in, the, early in the morning at five and go to the balcony where I made an altar. And I go there to meditate and to thank and to pray for everyone that I know. My family, it's a big family with my sister and everyone, nieces. And after this meditation, I am so quiet, I'm so me. It's nothing that's bothering me in my head in this moment. I see the purpose of my life. I see that my end is not far away. I am very healthy now. You don't know, my mother was 90, My my aunt who raised us yeah. got 100. So I come from a long life family. Yes. <laughs> long life That's family. beautiful. Yeah. But That's anyway, beautiful. I'm in the top floor now. <laughs> yeah. I love how you describe it like that, the top floor. And I love that you are so happy and that you found your, your happy place, like what keeps you content, that baseline yes. where nothing nothing can shake yes. the happiness off of you yes. it doesn't matter what happens it's really no. focusing on the present and what you have being grateful expressing the gratitude and i'm happy that you shared that practice of the of the morning routine your morning ritual because that's important and i you know one of the the things that i was most inspired about was when learning about you and the things that you've shared even before we started um recording What's about how you got into this and how you just kept following 
what I feel like is a dream and people can call it many different things but I, I just use the word uh, dream where I feel that um, the reason I use dream is because um, I think of how we daydream and you're in the present and all of a sudden uh, the dream that you have in your inner being who you truly are meant to be in your heart it takes you away from the present just for a moment and I feel that that keeps it happens very often very often repetitively and sometimes we even see it when we sleep we feel it in the conversations that we have with people we we also can feel it in the experiences that we have and I wanted to know how would you describe your dream life what is that for you now maybe it's changed over time no you know what I don't want to be in the future mm -hmm. that's for us for the first thing I don't want to expect something because you can be disappointed if you expect something yes any anything I want to be deep in this present moment now that I'm talking to you nothing is more important for me and that's what I try in everything that I do when I cook I try to remember my teachers rules by cooking how you impregnate your food with your energy you know and with your love so I'll try I don't want to be in the future I don't want to plan my life now I'm very happy we're leaving tomorrow for two months traveling visiting the family in Europe mm -hmm. I am very happy to see them since uh, since uh, the beginning of this year they were here uh -huh. and we all had COVID <laughs> 10 people oh wow <laughs> we were here and we were all vaccinated uh -huh. and we got it since then I haven't seen them mm. except one granddaughter that came here to have one year studies here in the high school she was living with us but otherwise uh, uh -huh. I don't want to look back. I don't want to look in the future. I yes. want to stay here. Yes. You know, it's so amazing, this place. The first time I saw this place, and I, I was perhaps 40 years old. It's amazing. Now the beaches are not as it used to be, but I don't know where this weed comes from. Oh, yes. <laughs> you see? But anyway, Sunny Isles is really a sunny Isles. Place. And you can really not have a car. You don't need a car yeah, here. You don't. You, it's a you get city. everything walking uh -huh. distance. Walking distance, you can do anything. It's amazing. I really love it. <laughs> I really too. love it. I'm glad you, you shared that. And um, and I know one of the other questions I had, but that you had, I feel like you've answered, was about. Um, unless there's a different one was about a major turning point in your life um, and how that affected the dream life that you're living or perhaps there's any something else you would want to add a turning point my husband my husband really if I was very happy he made me happier oh. <laughs> not really I was, I was living a youth unbelievable beautiful in Bolivia uh -huh. and having much fun like every 
teenage girl having parties and everything. <laughs> but when I met him and when he declared his love for me, it opened another dimension. And since then, we already are 50, in, uh, three years married. Wow. Yes. yes. And uh, I find that was a turning point mm -hmm. also, this union that we have. Yes. 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 It's a very and the children, the, my my uh -huh. daughters, my grandchildren. I have four grandchildren. They're amazing, all of them. How <laughs> <laughs> sweet yes, and beautiful yes. that one of them got to come and stay with you and experience this yes. year. No, the first came the el the eldest one. Okay. He was okay. in nineteen twenty nineteen, uh -huh. and he was doing a the tenth grade and the American Heritage School. Uh -huh. And then this year came the other girl Aww. last year and finished in, Ju in June this year doing the 10th grade again. Yeah. But I don't know if we can get the other two because they're still too young and Aww. we are getting older and yeah. older. <laughs> and it's a work. Sometimes it's a little bit of work with yes. the, the yes. younger kids. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Hi, you back. Now, I, you know, I... I've learned so much about you, and I'm sure everybody that's going to listen to this is going to be so thankful for everything that you shared. So thank you so much. And I wanted to ask you the final question yes. um, that are meant to empower people, drive them, and support them in, in, their, in their journey to living their dream life. And as you mentioned, I think that one of the most important things is doing it and focusing on the present. So when I think about, oh, what is your dream life? Um, a lot of times that question is asked because we want to, well, I would like to know, okay, how can you bring that to your present? How can you make it a dream life that you're living versus it being based in the future? So if you could describe in one sentence, what is your current dream life? What is my current dream life? Current dream life. My current dream life is to be like now, I don't want to change anything, yes. but what I can propose everyone is to live in the present, to watch your thoughts, because your thoughts are almighty. Whatever you think has a power. Yes. So anytime you catch yourself, then, you know, I'm so weak, okay. I'm strong, Yes. I'm healthy. I'm happy. Yes, yes. And you know, thoughts are almighty. It doesn't matter. Deeds are very powerful, but thoughts are almighty. With one thought, you can destroy everything or you can create everything with one thought. So that I've learned from a teacher in Switzerland, Selvarayan Yesudian, mm -hmm. who was there teaching. He was an Indian doctor. Uh -huh. And he was amazing. From him, I've learned so much, so much. I have many teachers. The last one died in, before the, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I met him when I was 50 years, when I went to India the first time, Swami Ramachandrananda. And he was my, my mentor. He was someone who guided me. Mm -hmm. And that's also good for young people to have someone to look up upon. Yes. Because... Young people think they know everything, you know, with it. Yeah. <laughs> they think they can uh, get any knowledge. 
But to look upon someone that already lives the time they are living on, the teenager time, the adulthood, mm -hmm. and see someone that's farther and it's happy and it's healthy, yes. then you can learn Point. something from this. Mm -hmm. And to think about karma, you know, because now when I said that's happy and healthy, every one of us has a different karma. And sometimes that was not happy or that's not healthy or that's not, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. It's a lesson that we must learn that brings you, brings us a little bit higher up in our way to realization. That's, that's the thing. Thank you, thank you. And I also feel like, you know, you, you answered one of my other questions, which was, well, what is one thing that you would tell people in, in their journey? And I feel like you gave us two, which I think is a blessing. No, your questions are very coordinated. And I, I got uh, too, too fast. No, <laughs> no, you did it at the, at the right pace, at the, okay. at the pace that was meant to be. And my last question is, is there one thing or any it could be more than one as well um a practice yes. or a tool or resources anything that you recommend that that people try to incorporate into their daily life that would support them yes. in in any dream life whatever dream life that that they have i think the first thing when you wake up is to think positive mm. no matter what's the challenge on this day you know on this day you must go and ask to the bank for money <laughs> think positive yes think positive because thoughts are almighty the second thing care for your outer appearance not the clothes i mean your body mm. do something for your body after sleeping do sun salutations if you do yoga or if you go to the gym do something then see what you're eating because what you're eating, you're forming this body. Yes, absolutely. Junk food is, is junk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know, that's not very pleasant to hear when you really are attached to pump free to, to uh, hamburgers and to all that. But uh, think about it. You form this or our outer body, this exterior body, through the things you're eating. Mm -hmm. If you're doing, perhaps, you're a, um, somebody that forms with the hands a figure, you want to take the best clay and not something with stones and with things. Right. So the same, how would you form this body, but with the best material? And that's what you eat. What you think, it's very important. Yes. <laughs> and uh, watch what you say also, because everything you throw out, you say, comes back. Ah. <laughs> That's the karma law. Uh, yes, yes. So if you see uh, a driver that's doing things that are not shouldn't do, and you say, idiot, watch out. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out, then you see, one block after you do the same <laughs> same thing. thing yeah so 
that that would say things easy to to follow i think so thank yeah. you so much for that that's helpful for me i'm sure it's going to be helpful for a lot of people and the, yeah it's little little things that we could change and incorporate into our day and just being i think it all stems back to being mindful yes. and present which is something i'm really thankful that you've taught me um to be aware of what thoughts i have in my mind yeah. and how the yoga practice has brought to the center for me the thoughts that live in the subconscious that I need to make sure I let go of if they don't serve me. So thank you so much. Thank yes, you for your it's time a pleasure today. To be here to share what I believe on. Thank Everything you. what I tell you is what I believe on mm-hmm. and I practice. Thank you so much. So You're grateful. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope that the episode resonated with you. And if it did, please share with someone that you care and love. If you'd like to learn more information about Befsabe, you can actually check her out at www.befsabe.ch. That's www.b-e-t-h-s-a-b-e.ch. If you'd love to learn more about the Cosmica Show or check out our previous episodes, you can navigate down below or check us out on youtube.com backslash Cosmica Show. Until next time.